Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is to see everyone attend church and hear from God daily through His Word. The Bible reveals God's responses to various situations, and through daily devotions, we can reshape our thought patterns, transform our minds, and become more Christ-like. Join us here every Monday through Friday as different pastors and leaders from Fusion Church provide insightful devotions and teachings based on the day's scripture. For the current SOAP reading plan, visit fusionchurch.cc soap and join us as we deepen our understanding and relationship with God. All right. Good morning. Good morning, Fusion Church. All right. It's Freedom Friday. We finally made it to another Friday. Come on now. So we're here we, with downtime. It's downtime for many of us uh, today. But, you know, God is good. God has been with us. And um, and I just want to be grateful for that. Uh, uh, this morning we are in uh, in Luke 1. Huge book. Only a few verses are going to be read this morning. It's giving my lovely Sandra a little break. <laughs> all those big words sometimes they want us to read. But anyway, let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you and I praise you, Father. I thank you for this is the day that you have made, Father. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, let it be you that speaks this morning and not us. Father God, I thank you in advance for what you're doing, what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do in our homes and our families, Father. I thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, stretch if you need to. And uh, my lovely Sandra with you. Okay, good morning. I am in the NIV version. We're in Luke chapter one, starting with verse 34. It says, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who has said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be, may it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. A real hard one this morning. Just a few verses, but praise God. You know, God is good. You know, when I started to go through this, I had to go right back to the beginning of the chapter. I have to read the whole chapter because it really gives you a, bro- a broader look into it, you know, and pretty much, you know, I even changed the title. Uh, my title for this particular chapter is A Sudden Change in Life. A sudden change in life, you know, because uh, Mary's Mary's life was going to be totally changed. You know, it chapter starts off, you know, with with the angel Gabriel. You know, he spoke to Zachariah, the priest. You know, and he was married to Elizabeth, a relative uh, of Mary. You know, and and there he shared with, with Zachariah about Elizabeth having a son. You know, and and also at that particular time, in verse in Luke uh, one thirty one, it says that the angel spoke to to Mary. You know, so the same angel, uh, angel Gabriel, he he came to Mary and told her, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and his name will be uh, Jesus. So the angel spoke to her, you know, and told her about Jesus, and then Mary at this time. 
and I'll, you know, says in, in verse 34, then Mary said to the edge, how can this be? I do not know a man. Well, Mary, of course, you know, she, uh, she was a virgin, you know, and, and Mary didn't know no man. She was, she was betrothed to, to Joseph, but they weren't married yet. So, you know, so Mary's questioning here was, was not that she didn't, that of unbelief, but she didn't understand what was happening. And she, and she questioned this because again, back in uh, uh, Luke one twenty seven, it says that she was a virgin. Now on the, on the other side of the coin and Zachariah, you know, him and his wife, you know, when the Lord spoke to, when the Lord spoke to Zachariah about his wife conceiving, he doubted. So it's a big difference. It's a big difference. Mary didn't understand. Zachariah doubted. Why did he doubt it? Because, and why does the angel say that he doubted? It's because back in one uh, chapter one, uh, verse 13, he was praying. It says that Zachariah was praying for, for, for family. He was praying for his son. And here the angel came and told him about a son, and he doubted. And because of that, in, in Luke one twenty, he says, But behold, you will be mute and not be able to speak because you did not believe. You know, so Zachariah did not believe. Now, Mary Mary was questioning it because in her, in her eyes, how can this take place? And the angel answered her in verse 35. It says, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. So the angel answered her question, how this is going to be the Spirit will overshadow you and you will conceive. Now, this particular situation for Mary that this miracle is far greater, you know, than the miracle for Elizabeth because Elizabeth had a husband. <laughs> Elizabeth had a husband, you know, but Mary was a virgin, you know. So, so, it, so right now she's trying to understand, you know, all, all this. So I went back. I went back just to do more research on the Holy One in Second Corinthians um, five twenty one. He says, "And He made Him who knew no sin, the Holy One." to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. In Mark 1, 1, and it says, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Again, I'm just putting those verses out there because we have to, I always like to get more references to what they are talking about, because they're talking about the Son of God. They're talking about the Holy One, you know, and also also in, in Mark, 9, uh, Mark 1, 9 through 11, when Jesus was going to be baptized, you know, that he went down uh, to the Jordan and, and there was John the Baptist, his cousin, Elizabeth's son. So this is in the future, you know, and, and he, he went to baptize him. And he says that when he submerged him, he says, immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. A voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So again, the words emphasizing the son of God, the beloved son of, of God, you know, and, and one, one more here that I have is Romans uh, 1, 3 to 4. It says, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of a seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of the holiness of the resurrection of the dead. Again, 
the son of God. So, so Mary was going to give birth to the son of God. So it was not a, just a, a simple thing, but it was the son of God. Now, you know, in verse 36, it says, now, indeed, Elizabeth, the angel speaking to her, your relative has also conceived a son at old age. And, and it's now at the sixth month. So it's been six months since, since the Lord approached Elizabeth. So now he's, uh, he's talking to Mary, you know. So is there was a time for, for Mary to, to, you know, to, to doubt, you know, it would have been here. Because, again, the angel was confirming that Elizabeth had a husband. Elizabeth was giving birth. And yet, you know, Mary was not even with her husband. And I have a question, you know, here, you know, I put a statement down. God could take a hopeless situation and give life to it. God could take a hopeless situation because for Elizabeth, it would have been considered a hopeless situation, but God gave it life. God gave it life, you know, because women, you go through your stuff just like men do. But when it comes to conceiving a child, you know, uh, as a as a woman gets older, and I don't, don't mean to be making fun of anybody getting older, so don't, don't let your hair be up in, in raw, you know. But once we start getting older, you know, and, and once you mid, you, you reach your, your mid-30s, you know, uh, fertility starts to decline a little bit. 45, it declines even a little bit more, you know. So sometimes it becomes very difficult and hard to conceive. Now, there is help out there. There's doctors out there. There's there's other uh, methods out there that can help because there have been women that have given birth at really old age. You know what I mean? But it becomes hard. And here also, Mary Elizabeth, you know, she was old that she, but yet on top of that, they call her barren. They only you only get a name like that if if you've been. Uh, trying to and not having it a, a child for a long long time so she had the nickname she was barren she couldn't conceive a child but then again I was thinking about that and I also thought about Sarah and Abraham Sarah was older Sarah was I believe she was in her 90s you know and that's doggone old you know and and yet and yet and back in Genesis uh 1814 you know when the Lord spoke to uh Abraham you know, it says, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? And it says at that at a point in time, I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah will have a son. So the Lord was promising a son and the Lord can do the impossible. And then, he, and then we come right back to our scripture here in verse 37. He said, for with God, nothing is impossible for with God. Nothing is impossible. This was a, a statement of encouragement to, to Mary at this particular time. Because, you know, she's hearing all this stuff, you know, and she's probably wondering, how can this be happening to me? You know, how can this be? You know, but yet again, the Lord is saying, for with God, nothing is impossible. Jeremiah 32, 17 says, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and an outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. Nothing too hard for you. Matthew 19, 26, it says, but Jesus looked, Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible. With men, 
This is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Mark 10, 27, it says, but Jesus looked at them and said, with men, it is impossible, but not with God, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Whatever it is that we are facing ourselves today, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a family issue, whether it's friend issues, whether it's work related, whether things to have to do with finances, court systems, and even doctors and, and bad reports and all this stuff, all that can become overwhelming. Like, and especially in this season that we're living in today, that can become overwhelming. But with God, all things are possible because our God is the God of turnaround. And I, and I know the statement that I put down, but when we include, when we include and put God in the situation, that's why these verses that I read in all these things, it says with God, but with God, with God, when we include God, when we put God in the middle, when we call God to come in into the situation, when we allow him to have it, carry it for us, the impossible becomes possible. The impossible becomes possible when we allow God to carry it for us. And here we go back back here with Mary. Okay, let's get back to Mary. Mary said in verse 38, Behold, thy maid servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your words. And the angel departed. Mary, she was, she was humble. She accepted the words of the angel, the angel Gabriel, and she was committed to have to that word and obedient to what it said. So when she pondered all that information, she was committed. And then now we're going to continue on with a couple of more verses because you're going to get really, really good. It says, now Mary, you know, in verse 39, it says, Mary, Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to the city of Judah. So she rose up and went to the city of Judah. She didn't waste no time because it says with haste. That means she just received this word from the angel, you know, and the angel gave her this information you know, about, about Elizabeth, her, her relative, you know, and, and, the, and she, that, that she would, that Mary was going to conceive just like, just like Elizabeth conceived in a child that's already six, the baby's already six months in her womb, in her womb. And it said, and it said, so Mary left in haste because she needed to share with somebody. She needed to share with somebody and who better than a relative. And now, and, and especially one that was also visited by the angel. So, you know, so she probably needed some comfort. She probably needed some direction. She was young, you know, Elizabeth was older, you know, and it says there in verse 40, it says, and when she entered the house of Zachariah and greeted Elizabeth, and it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that means she didn't see Mary yet. She just heard her voice. She just heard her voice. The babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit, you know. And it goes on, and it goes on. It says, then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Wow. Blessed is the womb of your womb. And it goes into, but why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? You know, it never says 
It never says about Mary. It never says when the Holy Spirit came into her. It doesn't give it doesn't give us those details. It goes that she accepted the word of the of Gabriel, you know, and she said, "Let it be unto me." I feel and I believe that as soon as she mentioned those words, as soon as she as she she believed and said back in verse thirty eight, "Let it be unto me according to the word to your words." I believe at that particular moment, the Holy Spirit filled her. And she conceived. It doesn't give us no details. It doesn't give us that she felt this way or whatever. It doesn't give us no details. But I believe that she conceived. And then when, she, when, when Elizabeth heard Mary's voice, you know, the baby inside of her womb leaped. You know, and she was filled with the Holy Spirit. But not only filled with the Holy Spirit, she had revelation from the Holy Spirit because, because, she hasn't seen Mary, okay? You know, she didn't get no letter saying, I'm coming to visit you because the angel Gabriel came and visited me and blah, blah, blah. She didn't get that information. So, because Mary went there with haste. If she would have put a letter in the mail, it would have come three or four weeks later, you know, by the time she got there. But she got there and Elizabeth had revelation. Isn't it wonderful that when the Lord touches us, you know, at the moment that he touches us, we can have what we need. We can have what we're asking for. We can have what we need to, to meet the need at that particular day. Because Elizabeth knew. Elizabeth knew because look what she says. She says in verse 42, uh, and a lot was blessed are you among the women and the fruit of your woman. So who told her that she was pregnant? Mary didn't even have a chance to say. All she did was greet her. Then he had no conversation. So the Holy Spirit, you know, gave her the revelation. But not only that, she gave us the revelation of who this child would be because she goes back and she says in verse 43, but why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord, you know, that the mother of my Lord will come to see me? You know, the mother of my Lord, that's powerful. That's power. And that also makes me understand a little bit better that, you know, when God says he's going to do something, just because you don't see it at first or feel it at first, it doesn't mean that it's not there. That if God promised you something, you have to believe it. You have to trust him and you have to walk by faith because Mary just received this word. Come on now. Mary just received this word. And she was already filled with the promise. She was already filled with the promise that Elizabeth, when she heard her voice, was convicted by the Holy Spirit, was convicted that the baby inside her womb heard her voice. John heard her voice six, six months in the making, in the oven, you know, six months. He heard the voice and he leaped. And scripture says that he was filled with the Spirit. You know, because earlier on, it says that he will be filled with the spirit in the womb. And John was filled with the spirit in the womb. And I, I, I just try to think about that. I said, like, wow. Wow. Because they try to say that. They try to say that when a woman conceives, you know, there's a lot of debate goes on. Like, oh, no, she's not conceived. She doesn't have a child. She has a little thing, a little embryo. She has this blah, 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 blah. And they try to brush that off and say that it's okay to, to kill that. It's okay to remove that. 
But here we learn, here we learn. You know, this is this is like a day or two afterwards. A day or two after Mary received the, the word, and boom, holy presence was there. Life was already there. Life that when Elizabeth heard Mary's voice, it spoke to her, you know, and, and it says, and it says, look what it says in verse 44, it says, indeed, as soon as I, uh, the, as soon as the voice of your greeting, of your greeting sounded in my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy, for joy. So this news gave her joy. This is a joyful time, you know, a joyful season that when we have, when we hear this story about what God did, you know, uh, through Mary, you know, and, and, and God blessed her, you know, and, and again, and, and, and even Elizabeth here continues, it says, blessed is she who believed for there will be fulfillment of those things which were told to her by the Lord. Blessed are those that believe, you know. And this is the season that we need that joy of the Lord. We need that joy of the Lord. And we have that joy of the Lord because of what the miraculous thing that the Lord has done. But he gave us his son. You know, he gave us his son. And, 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 and he says that. That with joy, 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 and, and and the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord. If we have joy in ourselves, if we have joy in the Lord, we are strengthened by that joy. You know, because that's also one of the Lord's name. His joy. You know, He brings joy to our lives. He brings hope to our lives. And it's a beautiful thing how 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 Mary. You know. With all the stuff that was going on, she maintained herself, you know, and she did what the Lord has told her to do. And Mary, you know, said, let it be done unto me. I wonder how many of us can say, Lord, let it be done unto me. You know, because that's a that's a scary talk, thought sometimes when we think of when we say, Lord, let your will be done. You know, but I know that the Lord's will for us is to bless us is to give us hope, is to, is to make a way for us. And just like he made a way for Mary, even though, even though, you know, the story goes on and on and, and, and the hardship that they have, but it doesn't matter what the hardship is. What matters is that the Lord is with us and he makes it possible for us. He made it. We read all these verses that talks about the impossible becoming possible for with God. If we bring God in the mix, if we bring God into the situation, if we try not to walk by ourselves and think by ourselves and depend upon everybody else to help us, when we depend upon God and rely upon him, he makes a way. He strengthens us and he makes the impossible possible. He gives us the joy that, we, that we're speaking about here. He gives us the hope that is shared here, that Mary had, the same hope we have today that we can go to him and say, Lord, I need you. I need your strength. I need your strength, especially in the times that we live in, where all the stuff that's going on, all the negative stuff, 
with the government, with the war, with, with the protesters and all this stuff, it can make you sick. It can make you sick with all this nonsense that's going on. But we have a hope. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And he came and he died and he resurrected and he's sitting at the right hand of the father, making intercessions for us, you know, making a way for us so that today on this Friday, we are free. We are free. We are free in his name because he paid a price for us to be free. He paid a price to make us have the victory, to allow us to have the victory. So I am so blessed to be able to come and just share this small little couple of verses. Man, but I had eight pages of paperwork here, you know, notes and everything else. It's just amazing how, how you know, as you take scripture and you start opening it up and you start looking at the words, you know, because I was looking, I looked there, I looked at Mary and I said, okay, Mary, when did you, when did this baby happen? The angel spoke to you. And then all of a sudden you said, I let it be unto me. And that's where it happened. When we say, Lord, let it be you. When we surrender, let it be you. With God, nothing is impossible. Because he'll take the negative, he'll take that impossible situation that you may be facing today and turn it around. And turn it around. So I'm going to leave you with that, 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 you know, again, I'm going to repeat this, this statement I put out. God could take a hopeless situation and give it life. What is it that you need this season? What is it that what you're going through that it may seem impossible? A lot of things may seem impossible. Like I said earlier, it could be a financial situation, maybe relationship situation, maybe the work, maybe the family, maybe the court system, but whatever it is, God has a way of turning it around. God has a way of opening up doors and closing doors. If we are willing to bring him in the mix, if we are willing to bring him in and say, here it is, Lord, I surrender it to you. I surrender this to you, Father. Let it be your will and not my will, you know. And that's pretty much what Mary said, you know, let it be your will. Let it be according to your words, you know. So I'm going to say that in this season that we're living in, you know, and especially today on a Friday, on a Freedom Friday above all things, a Freedom Friday that we should freely give unto Lord our praise, our worship, because he deserves it all. He deserves it all. And he will make a way for you. He will make a way for you and your family. So my prayers will be that your prayers are answered. That your prayers. Stop giving God thank you today. Stop praising him today in the midst of the difficult situation. Stop worshiping him and say, Lord, I just surrender it to you. I'm going to hold on to your word. I'm going to hold on to your promises. And I'm going to stand by your word. And your word says that I win. Your word says that I win. That should be your prayer. Lord, your word says that I win. I am more than an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Nothing is impossible for them that believe. All things are possible when we allow the Lord to carry it for us. So release it today and have this then and make today 
a truly freedom Friday for you. You know, God did not create you to carry your own burdens. He did not create you to be carrying all the weight of the world, all these different situa- difficult situations. We need to surrender them. We need to give it to him. And when we release it to him, we're saying, here we are, Abba Father, you carry it for me. And guess what? He can do a better job than us. And he can heal. He can restore. Okay? He, he, he can open up a door that, that's not being opened to you. He can close doors that need to be closed. And he will make a way. And that's the God that we serve. Mighty God. Powerful God. A God that loves you. And God that loves us. So with that, my brothers and sisters, I'm going to have to let you go. It's already 628. And look, I did good timing today. I didn't even go over not even one minute unless I don't. I keep talking. Then, then I'm going to go over. But I pray, I pray that you guys have a blessed weekend. You know, give God the praise. Give God the glory. Don't do the battle on your own. Together as a family, we can support each other. Together as a family. We can pray for one another together as a family. You know, we can strengthen one another. So please stay connected. I know it's the holiday season and it might be difficult for some of us, you know, but God can make it better for you. God can make a way for you if we just surrender it to him. With God, all things are possible. Let us pray. Father God, I just thank you. First of all, to everyone that is watching and listening, Father, I pray your blessings upon them. I pray that you would just meet their needs according to your riches and glory. I pray, Father God, if there's healing that they need, I pray for healing in their lives, healing in their marriages, healing in their children, in their family, in relationships, Father. If it's financial need, Father, I pray that your provisions will be there for them, that you will make a way that the employment will be there, Father, that that check will come in that they're waiting for, Father God. I pray that you will just meet their needs. My Lord God, I just thank you for what you're doing, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in their homes and in their families father and i just give you the praise the worship and the glory father you deserve it all help us to stay focused on you and not on the world to stay focused upon your promises father god and what you say because with you all things are possible father god for this we ask in jesus name amen and amen well god bless you my brothers and sisters hope i'll see you guys soon keep your focus keep your focus The best is yet to come. We got a new year coming up. Come on now. We got a new year coming up in a couple of weeks. So keep your focus because I know breakthrough is there. Your breakthrough is there. God bless.